So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan always having fun and making a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the freaking Vegan Fitness Podcast. And as you can hear in my voice, I'm so excited for this episode because it blew me away and it will, it will blow you away, <laughs> to be freaking honest. Because today I interviewed Dan Butner. Um, he's such an amazing guy. He's an explorer, National Geographic Fellow, award-winning journalist and producer, and a New York Times best-selling author and He is known for the blue zones. He discovered the five places in the world, which are the blue zones, where people live the longest, healthiest lives. And this topic was a topic I always wanted to bring on the podcast because it's so, so fascinating. And he perfectly explains it. Um, he also has amazing projects going on. Um, he now works in partnership uh, with, gov with the government, with large employers and health insurance companies um, to implement the Blue Zones projects in communities, in workplaces and universities. And um, these initiatives um, have helped improve the health of more than 5 million Americans dramatically. This is an amazing, big impact, a uh, mind-boggling impact that he has on uh, society, on, uh, on Americans. And uh, this is why I got him on the show. He shares uh, how you can live longer, how you can live healthier. Um, if you are doing it right on a plant-based diet, uh, how his day day looks uh, when he wants to optimize the blue zones factors. So I don't want to keep talking. I just want to dive right in. I just want you to dive right in into this show. So enjoy it so much. Sit back, relax, or enjoy your workout and just give it a listen. Let's go. Okay, so welcome to the show, um, Dan Butner. I'm grateful that you took the time today um, to be here and to join me on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining, man. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome, man. I did tell the audience about you and your accomplishments um, in the separate intro, so I would love uh, to dive right in because uh, your time is precious um, and you are here because you want to yeah, deliver the most value you can. Um, are you on board with that? I'm totally on board. Awesome, man. So, um, yeah, you are known for your work uh, on the blue zones, of course. People that don't know what those are, um, blue zones are areas in the world where people um, live well into the old age and where we're not talking like 70 or 80 years old. We're talking like 90 um, or 100 or even older than that, 100 years old. Um, and that must, like, firstly be so exciting to research. Um, and let, like, let, me put a, let me put a finer point on that. First of all, we yeah. call them blue zones hotspots. And we don't use blue zones as a geographic term. But the hotspots are areas where people live statistically longest. And it's not just Dan Butner went there and saw a bunch of old people. We collected census data and verified ages. It took us two years working with demographers. And these spots are places where people have the highest life expectancy, the lowest rates of mortality, or they have the highest centenarian rate. So it's very carefully vetted. I just want to uh, yes. just from you know more hearsay type longevity spots. Yes, of course, uh, makes all sense, and it's very fascinating. 
um, to hear you talk about it because you're such an expert on it. Um, and that's why I want to get you on the podcast as well. So um, yeah, where are those blue zones? Like um, where do people um, live that actually live uh, up to yeah, 90, 100 or even yeah, so older? We, we have five blue zones hotspots. Uh, Okinawa, Japan has the longest lived women. Uh, Sardinia, Italy has the longest lived men. The island of Ikaria in Greece has the lowest rates of dementia, but people also live a very long time, so they stay alive and sharp for the longest. Uh, in Latin America, it's the Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica, and among Americans, United States, it's among the Seventh-day Adventists living in and around Loma Linda, California. That's amazing. And that's actually surprising, you could say, um, that uh, also Americans can live, uh, live a long, long life and also a healthy life. Um, so that's exciting. And we'll maybe dive into that later on. Um, but what um, do, do they do in these blue zones that make them become so old? Like, uh, we're not talking like just becoming old and not being capable of doing uh, any, anything anymore, not being able to walk or not being like super active because people are so old. We're talking people that are firstly old and secondly, still like, um, enjoying life, being happy and being active while doing it. Um, and where um, or what do they do in these blue zones that make them become so um, so, so old and so uh, still active? Well, the short answer is essentially nothing. Uh, the, <laughs> the mistake we make in the United States is to think that we're going to get healthier by pursuing a diet or an exercise program. And they universally fail for over 90% of people who try them over the long run. In, in blue zones areas, people are living a long time because they live in an environment where the healthy choice is the easy choice or the unavoidable choice. And, you know, the big revelation is rather than spending money, time, and effort trying to change people's individual behaviors, which is occasionally a success in the long, short term, but always a failure in the long run, to shift the focus to change the environment so that um, fruits and vegetables are cheaper and, and more accessible. So people are nudged into physical activity. Uh, the, no, the option of loneliness is not on the table. People are nudged into interacting and they're in a social situation where their time and their efforts are valued regardless of how old they are so that people have a sense of purpose and can live out that sense of purpose. And that's, almost completely those four things are driven by living in the right environment. So most of what we do around blue zones is set up people's environments so that healthy choice is easier. Okay, that, that's amazing. And um, can you maybe elaborate a bit more on uh, what exact factors uh, like factor in into these, um, these areas, like what really um, opt optimized, optimizes like long longevity and healthy living? Yeah, so since this is a vegan podcast, I'll start there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we did a, a meta-analysis of diets in all five Blue Zones areas. And the one thing you have to remember, you can't just find a 100-year-old and ask her what she's been eating because people don't remember. If I asked you what you had for dinner a week ago Tuesday, you probably couldn't tell me. So you can't ask a centenarian to remember what they've eaten their whole life. But we got dietary surveys done in all five Blue Zones areas over the last 100 years. So about 155 dietaries. Um, and the truth of the matter is people are eating somewhere between 90 and 100% plant-based. So uh, meat and cheese and, and fish 
does figure into their diet, but in minuscule amounts. So on average, they're eating meat five times per month, maybe just a little over one time a week and a tiny portion. Uh, and remember, they're living in places where people have to scrounge to get enough calories to survive. So having um, you know, goats and, and, and maybe a family pig to, to supplement their, their uh, annual caloric needs um, maybe favor their longevity, or maybe they live longer if they ate no meat. I don't know, but I can tell you for sure they eat very little meat, um, very no cow's dairy, uh, any significance in any of the blue zones, maybe a little pecorino cheese or a little feta cheese, and a lot less fish than we think. Fish is probably fewer than twice a week, um, mid-chain fish, but the 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 five foods that they're mostly eating are whole grains, greens, tubers, nuts, and beans. Uh, if you're eating about a cup of nuts a day or a cup of beans a day, it's probably adding three to four years to your life expectancy. Um, the healthiest Americans, the longest lived Americans are Seventh-day Adventists, either pescatarians or vegans. And when I say pescatarian, the, the definition here is they're essentially vegans and eating up to one small portion of fish um, per day. Now, I know vegans don't eat any fish and eggs or cheese. Um, what my research, I think, offers vegans is the notion that you guys are eating the right food and are probably eating the best uh, you know, if you're paying attention to what you eat, you're probably eating an ideal longevity diet. But staying true to journalism here, uh, being honest, they are consuming tiny amounts of animal products, probably one twentieth of what the uh, uh, the average American consumes today. Okay, I mean that that's great news for the podcast and for the listeners. I think, of course, again. Um, always um, thinking about doing it um, the right way. Like you can also do it wrong in a plant-based diet. You can also miss out on nutrients, um, even though you are vegan or plant-based. And um, right. that's always important to do as well. So uh, what really interests me, are you personally uh, plant-based or vegan? Or what's your stance on that? Well, I can tell you that in Blue Zones areas, they, um, they're eating all whole foods, almost no process, maybe very lightly processed foods like whole wheat breads, sourdough bread, tofu. Um, you know, they're cooking at home. They're, they're eating food low on the food chain and they're, uh, um, they're avoiding processed sugars and the, basically anything that you have to tear plastic or cellophane off of they're not they're not really eating so that's the sort of general guidelines yes and uh, you personally i meant like uh, are you plant-based or um i eat plant-based but um i, I don't I, i'm not a guru i'm not here to say do it as i do I, i try to stick as closely as possible to uh here's what the world's longest lived people do uh We believe we know that better than anybody else in the world. And um, this is a lifestyle pattern and cluster of behaviors that uh, stick together really nicely and uh, offer some pretty powerful lessons about what we might want to do if we want to live longer ourselves. 
Okay. Okay. And that's, that's awesome. Um, I also always try to bring out that message that um, not everyone has to go vegan uh, to be healthy or um, when you're not vegan, you're unhealthy. Um, like you said, if you eat like 10 or 20% animal products, that's okay. Um, of course, um, like would be great for the animals and the environment if you would go fully, but everyone do um, has to do what they enjoy and what they can do. So if, uh, if you can reduce your consumption, um, that's already great. Um, you don't have to go fully vegan. And as you just said, um, some of these uh, people are still eating animal products and they're still getting old. So um, that's not something you have to be worried about if you're not 100% vegan. Um, so it doesn't, um, what really interests me personally as well, um, there are no gen genetic factors uh, involved. Like, of course, maybe there are, of course, there always are. Um, but how big is the genetic um, like point uh, when it comes to becoming old? Like, is it mostly like the points that you talked about? Like, Uh, walking more, uh, eating the right foods, um, socializing, um, meditating, and um, yeah, just um, being congruent with yourself? Or is it also a lot of genetic factors involved in there? So about 20% of how long you live is dictated by your genes. 80% is dictated by your lifestyle. That's for a population. Now, to, so you, people listening right now, the average person listening If they do everything right, they eat a plant-based diet, they get plenty of physical activity, they stay mentally involved, they have a good social network, they have a sense of purpose, they do everything right, they should be able to hit 92. Right now, to reach age 100, you have to have won the genetic lottery, and most of us haven't. The one in a thousand, one in 2,000 have won the genetic lottery. But your listeners right now can expect 92 if they optimize their lifestyle. How do you optimize your lifestyle? Well, quite honestly, rather than forcing yourself to be a vegan, uh, if you don't think you're going to stick with it, you're better off making some friends who are vegetarian or vegan uh, because when you get together with them, they're going to subtly nudge you in that direction. Uh, making friends whose idea of recreation is playing tennis or gardening or, or um, um, bicycling. Um, joining a religion doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Catholic or, or Muslim, but we know that people who belong to faith-based communities live longer than people who don't. It just stacks the deck in favor of, uh, and then where you live is arguably the biggest determinant. Um, if you live in a place like Boulder, Colorado or San Luis Obispo, a place where there's a uh, easy access to fruits and vegetables, Getting to work is going to be easier on your bike than it is in a car. Um, there's uh, restrictions on junk food advertising, uh, easy access to recreation. Life expectancy in Boulder, Colorado is about 20 years greater than it is in Kentucky or West Virginia. So rather than tell you to try to remember to do all the stuff that people in Boulder do, uh, I'd say move to Boulder because it is going to – It's going to happen naturally. You don't have to remember things. You don't have to have the discipline. You're not alone. So I know this is unconventional advice. And all your other podcasters, all your other guests are going to tell you, you know, here's what you should eat and here's what you shouldn't eat. <laughs> here's, the, here's the smoothie you should make or the veggie stir fry, whatever the hell. I'm going to tell you to not try to change your behavior, change your environment your social environment, your physical environment, your work environment, and 
uh, aspire to surrounding yourself with the right influences and then you can mindlessly do the right things and do it for long enough that it'll make a difference on your on your life expectancy i love this message i love this um message you just um told us it's it's so so important to understand this um that the environment sets you up for success and all these like small tactics like you just said the smoothie the stir fry those are small things compared compared to your environment which impacts you a lot And there's a lot of studies out there also as well showing that people who want to lose weight or fat, um, if they have people um, that if they have friends that are overweight or are not eating a healthy diet, then it becomes way more difficult or they fail um, to lose to lose weight. Um, and that's also a big, big part um, and also a big part of health, to be honest, like being in shape, um, not not being overweight is also important for for your health. So um, do these people are living in the blue zones? Um, how do they work with calories? Like, do they count calories or are they like gym rats? I mean, I wouldn't say that, but um, how do they um, like keep their food in check and don't like overeat and uh, binge and stuff? So I wrote a whole book on this called The Blue Zone Solution. And where I very carefully analyze what they were eating in these places and how they set up their kitchens, their social networks, um, they're basically their uh, ecosystem so that they ate the right way for the long term. And, um, but the, the uh, uh, long and short of it is they, they did not try to do anything. They never got on a diet. They never uh, joined a gym. They never called an 800 number and bought a supplement. They <laughs> lived their lives. And, and you, the, If you ask them how they lived a long time, they'll tell you, yeah, there's clean water or clean air or, you know, I ate three egg yolks a morning. Well, they don't really know. A centenarian no more knows how she got to live to 100 than a tall woman knows how she got to be tall. The fact that it's a product of the right environment. And in America and most of the world, marketers don't get rich. They don't make any money unless they're selling you a diet or some superfood or some supplement or some um, other packaged uh, solution. And none of it works. You cannot point to anything, any diet in the history of the world, any product, any superfood that people will stick with for more than about two years that can be directly connected to longer life expectancy. Nothing. So that leaves us blue zones. Yes. Amazing. That, that's a great point actually, because what really matters is that you stick to the diet you stick to the, to the good habits that you want to build. And uh, if you have the right environment that supports you in that, it gets much easier and uh, you don't have to um, be like perfect every single day. But if you have the environment, you can be consistent over a long period of time and, uh, Uh, become healthier and uh, amazing yeah so i actually read that um you actually created um like a blue zone in the u.s um like um creating this environment that we just talked about implementing exactly um what yeah what we talked about how did that go like um and how did you plan that and do you plan of doing more of of that yeah it's, we actually that's my main job now we have 26 blue zones um cities And uh, 200 full-time employees. And Amazing. in each city, we have three squads. 
and each squad has a different um, uh, focus. One focuses on helping the city choose policies to favor fruits and vegetables over junk food, to favor the pedestrian over the automobile, and to favor the non-smoker over the smoker. And we don't come tell cities what to do. We do show cities evidence-based policies, and then we help them choose what's right for them. And then with technical assistance and timeline management, we help them implement those policies. The second squad administers a Blue Zone certification program for schools, restaurants, grocery stores, and workplaces making those environments 20 to 30% healthier. And then a third squad gets 15% of the population to take a Blue Zones pledge. And um, that gets them rethinking their social network, um, setting up their kitchen differently to favor healthy foods over to junk foods, planting a garden, and uh, knowing their sense of purpose, and then volunteering. So that's, um, and when you, when you bring all three of those together, you create a perfect storm. In the beach cities of Los Angeles, our work occasioned about a 15% drop in obesity for a whole city. Uh, our work in Fort Worth took us four years, but we helped save them more than a quarter billion dollars um, in, um, in uh, uh, projected healthcare cost by changing their environment. So it's working. It's working quite well, and uh, I, I, um, I think it's the way to go for the future. That's amazing what what you're doing there, uh, making big impact, big moves. I love it. I so love it. Um, that's a great, great story, and um, I'm excited for you to keep doing that. I think uh, you're changing the world by doing that, to be honest, um, and showing uh, the industry that it can be done with the right habits, with the right community, and not with uh, like some kind of supplement. Um, or medicine necessarily. Um, um, so yeah, that's amazing. Also going back um, to the whole like plant-based movement and vegan movement, um, people that eat a healthy vegan diet, a plant-based diet, um, I think they fulfill most of these um, like factors that you talked about. Um, we have the sense of community. We have the sense of purpose. We want, um, like most, most vegans want to have a positive impact on the world, um, saving animals or saving the environment or yeah, eating healthier um, to, to have, be a good role model for their children or something. So we have a community, we have a good purpose, we have a good, good nutrition. So I think um, that's a good like, basis uh, for, for a good lifestyle. And that's why I like to push it so much. And I'm not that vegan that's so negative, like, okay, you have to go uh, vegan. But it's just, if you, if you um, go forward with positivity, then a lot of more people are open about it and also want to try it out maybe. Um, so that's um, that's amazing. So um, just a, a theoretical question for you. Um, like, could it be that people um, who are like 90 or 100 or even older than that and now uh, wouldn't if they um, like didn't grow up in the, if they grow up in the current century and maybe in bigger cities as well, uh, meaning um, being exposed to all the technology, all the stress, um, the fast life, the the streets, um, the city light, all the busy stuff, you know it, um, and you personally live it as well. Um, also, artificial light exposure. How do, how much does that affect? I mean, of course, this is difficult to say, maybe, um, but um, I, I would suppose it makes a big difference, right? Um, these factors that we are living in at the moment. So, in in almost all the original blue zones hotspots, we're seeing uh, standard American diet and globalization destroying them. 
And we, there's also studies that show when you take people out of Okinawa and move them into other places, that their life expectancy drops. So mm-hmm. this sort of cluster of characteristics that we see in blue zones, and we see them in all the blue zones areas, are consistent. And once you lose that, that environmental envelope, the, the people in there, the people living in blue zones are no different than the rest of us. They're, they come from a melting pot of genetic diversity. Um, they have the same biological capacity as we do. They just happen to have been born in the right environment. And to your point, if you took a centenarian uh, or somebody who made it to 100 today and you were able to rewind and take that person as a 20-year-old and drop them in, New York City or Los Angeles or Tokyo or Sydney, they would live no longer than the average person there, which is to say a shorter, probably disease-ridden life. Since the vast majority of Americans um, and Europeans are going to die of a chronic disease, about 70% of them. So that's because Mm -hmm. of our food and built environment. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Good to know. Uh, and fascinating, to be honest. Um, and how do you personally um, like cope? You could say with this whole um, with your life. Like walk us through one a typical day of a Dan Butner. Like what do you um, do every day? Like from morning to evening um, to like to factor these factors in to live your, yourself to live these um, principles that you yourself or found out and researched. Yeah, I'm not, again, I don't, I, I pretty much follow the Blue Zones way of life, but I, I, I don't want people to necessarily take me as the example to follow. Um, if, if you want to maximize your life expectancy, I would say do the following. Wake up after at least seven and a half hours of sleep, good sleep. Uh, ideally, it's more, probably more like eight and a half, but minimum seven and a half. Uh, wake up to a big breakfast of complex carbohydrates, fiber, and fat. So oatmeal is good or avocado and toast. Or You, you want to make sure to get fat in there and low sugar. A couple cups of coffee are fine. Tea is fine. Um, you want to work about half. Uh, ideally, you would bike, walk, or take public transportation to work. You would work at a workplace where you could be at a stand-up, desk around people who are pretty healthy. You want a best friend at work. Uh, Ideally, you're only working part-time or no more than about 35 hours a week. Uh, You have time for a 20-minute nap, uh, a medium-sized lunch, uh, and somewhere in there you're getting at least 60 minutes of physical activity. Uh, You're knocking off by late afternoon and spending a few hours with your friends or at least an hour. It could be around a happy hour. You're having dinner with people, not by yourself. Ideally, other people are eating plant-based food. You are engaging in either a hobby or a volunteer um, endeavor for an hour or two every day, giving up yourself. And um, that pretty much covers it. You're going to church, temple, or mosque on Saturday or Sunday. Um, Stacks the deck in favor of, of longevity. And you're not trying to do heroic things. You're not 
eating superfoods or power bars or taking pills or doing colonic flushes or anti-detox or CrossFit or all the other crap that is marketed to us as health that does absolutely nothing to increase our life expectancy. Okay. Okay. Amazing. That's an amazing template uh, for everyone um, that can, can use it as inspiration. Um, so that's very helpful. And I know we're running out of time. So um, this is like the detailed part of the podcast. I always do like a quick hot seat at the end uh, where I just uh, answer some short questions. You just give short answers. Are you ready for that, man? Go ahead. Okay. Awesome. So um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Um, hummus versus um, guacamole? Hummus. I love it. <laughs> okay. Now, um, go to bed early and finish a task tomorrow or grind it out uh, while in the flow and uh, keep staying up? Go to bed early. Do it tomorrow. Okay, great. Um, and the last one, um, I want to live to X years old. So uh, how old do you want to be? 100. <laughs> okay, I love it. Awesome episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Dan Butner. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Like I said, very inspiring stuff. Uh, where can people find um, you, your books, um, you, your speaking engagements? Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, I said at bluezones.com. Um, check out, we have a, a vegan meal planner. If you want to eat to live to be 100, there's a planner that will show you how to do it. It's all over our website. We have a free calculator to calculate how long you're going to live. And uh, if you're interested in my books, you can get them at the website too. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram, Blue Zone. So I'd love to see you there. If you uh, get me on social media, I will answer any of your questions personally. If you hit me on Instagram at Blue Zones, I'll answer anything you want to know. Amazing, Dan. Uh, I will link everything in the show notes for everyone to check, check out. Meal Planner sounds exciting. Uh, sounds amazing. Um, so again, thank you so much uh, for the episode. Um, and have a great day, man. All right, man. Good talking to you. Thank you so much. See you in 100. Bye. Yes. See you in 100. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yes, yes. What did you think? What an amazing episode. Again, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.